Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Welcome everyone to Running Down the Clock. I'm your host, Puyo Racy, and I'm here as always with Tyler Walzak. Tyler, I think we could start ourselves off with the biggest news of last year. Tom Brady's retirement. The biggest news of last year? That was last this, year's big news. He on retired, this day. But then he unretired. So the reason he unretired last year, well, obviously he wanted to play again, but somebody leaked his retirement, right? His speech or something like that? I think that was like week preview week two for us that I had my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory of why he unretired out of spite to get back at the people who leaked his info. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this year he did it on Instagram or something. And it was a video of him saying he did, he was retiring. And so he cut right to the chase. Do you think he unretires? Okay. So I got a new conspiracy theory now. Of course this you do. Because is- all you do, all you do is come up with conspiracy theories because you work by yourself, and you just think of these weird fucking things all the time. No, no, I work with some crackpot guys, so they, they come up with these conspiracy theories, and I feed off them. Don't but, these crackpot guys listen to this podcast? I tell them to, but I don't think they they don't listen to me when I tell them what to do at work. Why are they going to listen to my podcast outside of that? That's when they're point. being paid to listen to me, they don't do it. <laughs> just put it on at work, then. <laughs> so... I think he was chasing Jordan, right? We mentioned this before. How many times did Jordan unretire? Michael Jordan. Jordan unretired twice. So he's got one more. He's got one. No, he's got two more left. Because he's going to have to do it a second time. Because he left to go play baseball. No, I know Jordan. Jordan was twice. But Brady has only retired one time. So he needs to do it two more times. Right? To beat him. You don't want to just yeah. tie him. If you're going to do it, you're going to beat him. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're playing to win. You're not playing for ties. We're not playing for ties here. Nobody plays for ties, especially those two guys. No. So I think that's my crackpot theory. Okay. So but to I be mean, more I, realistic, I like it. I'm not going to lie. I like it. Uh, of course you do. It's a great theory. But to be more realistic, I think he realized in the last game, he no longer has what it takes inside. Like he doesn't believe in himself anymore, and that's why he's retiring. I don't think that it's not that he can't play in the NFL. He can be a mediocre guy. I don't think he ever wanted to be a mediocre guy. I think there's something to that. I think it's more along the lines of he doesn't believe he's at the elite level to put it on his shoulders in order to get the job done. Because clearly in that last game, it he could have taken over and he wasn't able to. That whole so, season, he had a lot of chances to take over games. He did it a couple times, but you know, statistically, he didn't have a bad season. But if you just watched it, they weren't great. No, they weren't. How do you feel about him retiring? It's kind of sad. Like I, it's not going to be the same without him. You know? I agree, he, and I've had people pretty much most of my NFL. Like when I've actually really paid attention, I watched some NFL in the nineties, but I didn't know what was going on. Not that I do now, but. He's kind of been there as the staple guy. I you know, he won the Super Bowl first season like playing, right? For sure. Like I, I've heard people say they're happy he's retiring because a lot of people don't like him because a lot of people just don't like people that win all the time. Um, and 
what comes with that is obviously you get a smugness around you that you become this character that always wins and then people just start hating you because you're always winning. But you've said this a million times on this show. Why don't you want to watch greatness? Like it's, isn't it better to go through your life in 20 years and be like, I watched that guy and it's nobody else was like him. And we've, we're able to watch Tom Brady create this legacy. It's sad to see him go because I feel like there's so much more left on the table that he could accomplish, even though he's accomplished everything. I think there's one more team that could give him one more shot. He was in the NFC championship last year at this time. Like there's still, I think there's still enough ability in him. It's just, I don't know if the mental aspects I can't speak of, obviously. No, I, I agree with you. I think he doesn't have the same faith in himself that he has always. He doesn't have that same confidence that I am that guy that can do it. And I think he doesn't want to be just a good quarterback. He wants to go out there and be the best quarterback. And if he's not out there being the best quarterback, that's not what he wants to be. Yeah, I I agree. And it's just, it's sad to see him go because I think there was probably three or four teams that would want him that are playoff teams that could go the way. And I think actually just to segue this perfectly, the 49ers would be one of those teams, even though they have three starting quarterbacks that you could argue for Trey Lance, Jimmy G and Purdy right now. They have no healthy quarterbacks and they're going into an off season. They, if anyone's listening to this, that hasn't watched football. They got absolutely smoked on the weekend. Purdy got hurt in the first quarter, came back, said he couldn't throw a ball after backup. Josh Johnson also got hurt. They were stuck with Christian McCaffrey trying to throw balls um, as the quarterback is in, in the emergency. Purdy comes in, tells the coach, I can't throw the ball um, or the deep ball at least. So they're going into an off season without knowing who their next year's starting quarterback is going to be. Just like what happened last year when they couldn't get rid of Jimmy G. They thought Trey Lance was going to be the guy. Trey Lance gets hurt. They're happy that Jimmy G's there. And it's the same thing now. So they've said the coaches and the GM came out today and said there is no situation where they see bringing Jimmy G back. So now it is Purdy and Trey Lance. Who is 1A? Who is 1B? And is this a good plan? Like, is this a solid plan? If you were a 49ers fan, would you be happy with this? If you were the coach of the 49ers, would you be happy with this? Because Brady was rumored to go to San Francisco as well as Vegas and back to Tampa and all that stuff. Yeah, so I think what happens with Brady, this is the offseason for Brady. He goes and knocks on Giselle's door and says, hey, can we make this all work? Is this going to fix? I think she says no. It blows up in his face and he says, you know what? Fuck you. And he calls the NFL. Second call after Giselle is the NFL. He's like, fuck this. I'm back. I'm fucking back. Let's do this. So, <laughs> so Brady and his marriage with Giselle and the NFL is the equivalent of the other girl. And so this is Brady's last chance to say, I'm done with her. I'm done with the side girl. This is, it's all about you, babe. It's all about you. And then Giselle says, not a fucking chance. No way. And Brady comes back into training camp furious with a new team looking for the the next girl to hang on his shoulder. The only problem with it all, and I know why Giselle would say no, 
Number one, because I'm sure she's like has other reasons of her own. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> she's but, the equivalent. But Giselle is the equivalent of Tom Brady in her field of like supermodel Giselle Bundchen, NFL player. Tom Brady. There's no reason for her to have to crawl back. That's my crazy. limited perspective on the outside, having nothing to do with this, not knowing anything about their personal lives. The only reason why it won't work is because he's just going to sign that $350 million 10-year broadcasting deal, and then he's just going to be back at talking football all the time and, like, traveling again to go on the games. Like, you know, he's just going to do it. He's going to do it all over again except from the sidelines from the broadcasting booth. So just to – I think the actual number is 375. He's been given a contract, $375 million in the broadcasting booth. He's made $350 million in his NFL career. I believe I thought it was numbers. three. He was in the three thirty three range made, and it's the three hundred fifty for ten years deal that's on the table. I okay, could, but he's making more money. He's going to make more in ten years broadcasting than he did in his NFL career from career earnings, not sponsorships. And that's based he he got three hundred fifty million dollars from Fox or whoever to commentate games without one single game of experience doing it. Yeah. Now, what was that crypto scam that he uh, lost a bunch of money and he's going to make that back, right? So this is just this mm. is just recuperating lost costs, right? For sure. But why? I don't understand why networks are doing this for quarterbacks that are retiring. Uh, he's just he's he's the the he's the difference, right? He's one of well, one. He's, he's but he's Michael Jordan. Of... Michael Jordan would not be good commentating basketball games. I believe Wayne, Wayne Gretzky was a terrible coach. I mean, he tried to coach. Coach. Yeah. yeah, but they couldn't say no to him because it's like I was able to do this. You know, he's telling his players, just do this and you'll win the game. I did it a million times. I well, did especially it every when you give, single game. Especially when you yeah, have to score. Michael, Jordan, the net. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan hasn't shown that he's a great GM so far. Right. You can't say no because he owns the team and he's also Michael Jordan. So the other option, like not the option, but the other thing in Brady's favor is Tony Romo got 10 years almost like $200 million to do it. And like, I don't know, like it's all over the place how people feel about Tony Roman right now, but he went from great to the point where people hated him because he was calling out the plays before they even happened. He knew what was going to be run before the play ever happened. And now he's not doing that. He's not preparing for games. He's not doing anything. And now people hate him because he just keeps going, I don't know. What do you think, Jim? Ah, uh, ah. Well, that was uh, that was that was a strange decision. Well, okay, okay. Well, that was a pass to a player. Yeah, got the ball ten yards. You got to do that. Like he just doesn't say anything worth value anymore. But people love to hate him, and in various, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. People will love to hate you. That's the problem with the internet right now. Yeah. So the Tom Brady situation broadcasting. I don't think he's going to be bad at it from a knowledge perspective. It's just how much of a on on air character, on air personality is he gonna be? Yeah. I don't know that much about him as a person. I think he's gonna put some jokes in there. I think he's an intelligent enough guy and he's a personal enough guy that he knows what he's doing. He'll be fine at it. I just it's from a football knowledge standpoint, you know, he's one of those guys. If he's gonna do something, he's gonna put his all into it. He's yeah. not just gonna half ass it. You have to think that they probably brought him into a booth somewhere with a simulated game and had him call or like, but he does have experience talking into a microphone. He's got his own podcast. He also did the um, ESPN or the HBO documentary. 
Um, I'm, I forget what it's called, uh, but he also has that. So he has experience in front of a camera and talking into a microphone. So he's not, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like every idiot's got their own podcast, though. <laughs> oh, well, every moron out there has a podcast. Yeah, how did you get back to Brady when we're talking about Jimmy G and the 49ers? Yeah, because I just wanted to drop my little Giselle thing in there. Um, Jimmy G, like they always said he's gone. I think he was going to be – I thought he was going to be gone before just because, you know, there was – he wanted out before, even though the team's doing better now. I think they're going to go with the young guys. That was always their plan. You know, they went with uh, Trey Lance, and that's – like – these these management the management doesn't like to admit that they really blew it that they fucked up yeah getting the guy you know tra- trading picks for Trey Lance so they're going to see him through and again he could be good we haven't actually seen him play ever we played one game Trey Lance so played one, one NFL game. game well he he played some preseason games I think he played a couple games the year before that preseason um, you know we don't count that coming in but yeah you're right like he we have not we have no idea what this kid is about. Yeah, so I think Brock Purdy's what out six. He's probably gonna miss a couple weeks into the six. Nope, he should be back in time for training camp. Okay, he's gonna miss well, six then, months starting yeah, now. Six months. So he's good. He's he's gonna be the starter. I don't see why you wouldn't use Brock Purdy as your starter. He never let you down. He got injured and even still came back into the game. Yeah, I mean it's just handoffs, but that shows yeah. heart for a kid. To just... I agree. I think I think he comes back as your. Your starting quarterback, unless there's something in training camp where Trey Lance is miles better than yeah, and than you know Trey. there's also gonna be a third guy. There's always a third, third always guy. Always a third guy. Yeah. So we don't know who that is. That was Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy was the third who, guy. I mean, he didn't lose any games in which he wasn't injured. No, he's undefeated without injury. Yeah. And that was a heartbreaking game for 49ers. For the last one? Yeah, I'm not saying know. that they were going to win, but once mean? they lost their quarterbacks, they had no chance. It was over. Oh, once they, they lost they their quarterback, it was done. They couldn't well, compete. George Kittle said it best. He's like, "You think I'm? Am I angry that I had to play an NFC Championship game without a quarterback? Yes, yes, I am." And yeah. he's not wrong. Like that, we didn't actually get to see what would have happened in an, in even game, head to head health. And I get that health is not every, the Part of the NFL is trying to be healthy and trying to stay healthy, but it does suck that that game had to happen that way. And it was a pretty it, boring game up it's, like, the entire time. It still goes back to what I said last week. We haven't seen the Eagles tested in a game that matters. And that's just like last week was supposed to be the test. And then they lose their quarterback so early that we haven't had to see the Eagles play their best yet. Like I'm still curious. This is going to be the game against the chiefs. The this... game is the Super Bowl. It's fucking ridiculous that you're saying that. And I've you're not the only one saying it. A lot of people are saying that. But they're in the Super Bowl. And now everyone's saying, oh, they haven't been tested. They haven't been tested. They're in the Super Bowl. You don't but just I... get there without being tested. No, so I think maybe you misunderstood. I'm not saying that they've been playing poorly and they've gotten lucky to get there. I'm saying we haven't seen them play their best this season. Like they haven't actually had to go all out play their hearts on the game yet their best is still on the shelf that they haven't had to pull that out yet yeah like they've had a great season things have kind of lined up in their favor a little bit with the injuries and stuff but that's not their fault there's nothing you can do about that you play your game but i mean i still think their best is yet to come we haven't seen it and everybody gets two weeks to get healthy and so the, the other game which 
I don't even know if we need to talk about the game or if we just are going to talk about we're going to talk this about simple question. Is the NFL rigged? It's 100%. I'm convinced after that. There is a favorable outcome, which they are definitely pushing. And I get the refs make mistakes. It just it seems too coincidentally inconsistent the the calls that are being made. Like they what gave the f- them a free third down in the the way that was presented to everybody was outrageous. Yeah, I can't. Why wouldn't they blow the whistle? Why would they just let it go on and then afterwards, like, well, that one didn't count. I know that was a dead play. That was a dead play. It. I've tried to defend this in a lot of conversations over the last. 20 years that like why would it be rigged that's dumb like it makes no sense to have them rig it and then as you get older you figure out that money runs everything (laughs) and it's tough to not defend it's tough to defend that at this point because what i saw in that game was referees trying to have one side favored to win or at least have the nfl choose which side they wanted to win and clearly it was the kansas city chiefs now the don't get me wrong that last call about the hit out of bounds on Mahomes, dead accurate that is a penalty every single time but there's 20 penalties before that that went against kansas city or sorry against cincinnati where you're thinking the nfl wants kansas city to win this game because this doesn't make any doesn't make any sense at all and i i also but part of me is like, why why is Cincinnati a less of a draw than Kansas City? They both have superstar quarterbacks. They both have Travis Kelsey, Jamar Chase. They both have markets that are excited for winners. Kansas City obviously has a bigger market than Cincinnati at this point, but Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl last year and they did pretty well in terms of ratings and everything. I I don't know why the NFL would want to rig it, but to have it, it was obvious. It's very obvious that the referees we're in favor of one team over the other. There's the lack of consistency. Like I get it. Those were penalties, but it's too, it happens too often. And everybody's talked about it for years. You could call a holding play. A call, uh, there could be a holding call on every play, every set of downs ever. Right. But it's, it's too inconsistent on, you know, roughing the passer, um, holding like these, just these penal- penalties away from the play that, Make, make such a massive difference. Automatic first down. Yeah. Yeah. And they oh. call, so there was a third, third and nine. And then they ran a play and they, they didn't get it. They got sacked. So they, but then the referee said, Hey, like, sorry, I meant to blow the whistle, but I didn't, I forgot to blow the whistle, but I meant to blow the whistle. Like, Wait, what? And then they gave him another third and nine where they stopped them and there was a penalty called. And you're just like, okay, so they just got a free third and nine, made another stop. And the penalty that was called wasn't anywhere close to what a normal penalty is. It was insane. I am also a little upset about it personally because I had a ton of money on that. And it looked like Cincinnati would have won if if this lined up in my favor. So I'm a little, a little butthurt about it. Well, I get it. It's, it's just too often that games are decided by referees. It shouldn't ever happen. And let's not even talk about the – we skipped over this in the first game, but did you see that punt that hit the Sky Cam cables? That's the second time this season. Was it this Second season? time this season. Yeah. I, we talked about this before. 
The other and, one was kind of an iffy one. Did it hit or did it not hit? Yeah, and but this one clearly hit, and they wouldn't show an angle of it hitting, but wouldn't the sky cam have shaken? Like, it, couldn't they just have shown the, the footage of the sky cam and it would have went like that? Like, and if for all the listeners, I'm doing a hand motion of shaking with my hands. Well, you know, you know as well as I do, you got a little more camera experience than I do. You can put stabilizer and stuff on that, that it fixes itself, right? Like, that it doesn't. Well, then it's going to be running well, along that, that track. The NFL is, it's not a track, it's just a bunch of cables. So, it's cables, but you know, it's, it's running along that. It's going to have a little bit of shake to the, the video anyway, which they stabilize and fix, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. They're fixing it in post either now way. Now you're defending the NFL. That's what you're doing. I'm not defending the NFL. I'm defending the camera technology. The camera technology is <laughs> not going to show that. That's you're, all. you're a camera technology but guy. Isn't that NFL the guy. whole thing about the sky cam? That it's behind the play. It, it'll never be in front to get hit. No? That's correct. It should, that always be, should always be behind the play so that it doesn't get hit. You're absolutely right. I don't know. It's, it's getting sloppy. The NFL is getting sloppy. Well, it's also an entertainment business. It is not a sports business, which we know now. Yeah. Even pro football talk on their Twitter rigged. That's all I had to say. So you think it's WWF, World Wrestling Federation? It it's, is. The NFL, I'm, in my I'm mind right now, is just World Wrestling the Federation. It's the bigger the, the personalities. Year. But you know what that means? Is that the bigger the personalities, the more they want them at the top. So that bodes well. For the Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell as one of their bigger personalities. The only thing Would you is rather have Dan Campbell or Kirk Cousins as the NFL in, <laughs> in the Super Bowl? Because I guarantee you that Kirk Cousins is just gonna spew a bunch of shit about like religion and like what and again, everyone's allowed to believe whatever they want to believe. We hope you succeed and we hope wish you the best in your beliefs or whatever. But uh we're not trying to, to suffocate that, but that. Dan Campbell's not going to do that. He's going to talk about biting kneecaps and and taking you out, which is way more entertaining. That's and that's WWF right there or WWE. I'm a WWF. I grew up with WWF. I never yeah, I don't like WWE. the WWE. WWF is the way it. to go. But I don't even, I'm just picturing did you even from watch, what you're saying. Did you watch the WWF when they switched over to WWE? Were you still no. watching or no? no? No, neither was I. Didn't know for a while. I just noticed that the logo changed, and I was like, "What? What happened?" And they switched to WWE because the I don't know how a organization that big loses out to the wildlife fund. That's better lawyers. I don't know. They 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 the have, World the Wildlife first. Fund has better lawyers than they had the copyright first. They had that's... a trademark. I don't know. That's okay. it. Well, that's Eight it. Stand. That's it. But anyway, so from what you're saying, you're picturing a meeting at the beginning, the kind of like you know, a script read through. You know the what NFL. they should have did? You know what they should have did is they should have calling got... time out here. You keep interrupting me. I'm calling time out. So you're picturing this meeting at the beginning where they're doing kind of a script read through in the NFL. All the owners are there, some of the big superstar players, maybe a couple of referees, you know, uh, Roger Goodell, or whatever. And Jerry Jones always stands up. He's like, oh, isn't it our turn? He's like, shut up, Jerry, sit down. We're not going to give you the championship. You're never getting the championship. You're never going to get it. Okay. That's it. It's going to Mahomes <laughs> over here. Mahomes our highest paid guy right now. He's the guy. So Jerry Jones keeps trying to give his guys more money. That's not going to get you the championship. That's what you picture happening. That's what you call the timeout for. I call the timeout because you wouldn't let me speak. You wouldn't let me speak. 
I can see you raising your glass of wine every time I start talking. <laughs> Take a sip and just jump in with a big interruption. <laughs> yeah. And because what I was going to say is way funnier than what you just talked talking about. Talking about the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the in my head, all I saw was I took a big sip of wine and I went, it would have been hilarious if the World Wildlife Fund and the WWF figured this out in the ring and the WWF chose their best wrestler to go against whatever animal the WWF decided to put in there. Winner comes out, they get to keep the WWF logo. And then you started talking about what the show's about and like keep it on track. I I just feel that the World Wildlife Foundation is actually against making one of their animals fight somebody in the ring for spectators. I feel like that's the entire sole purpose of their existence is so that doesn't happen. That is 100%. But what animal do you think they would have chosen? Uh, you go grizzly bear. I was going to say go, grizzly bear. Easy. Yeah, grizzly you can go bear. Bengal tiger. You could do a, a hippo. A hippo. Nobody's beating a hippo. Who's no going to beat a hippo? hippo. Yeah. Or, but also you could just – it depends on the rules. Like do you have to pin or do you just have to get them out of the ring? Because it feels Six easy to gloves. get a hippo out of the ring. Six you ounce just... gloves. <laughs> what are we doing? Queensbury rules? Is it UFC <laughs> rules? What, what kind of rules are we doing here? Well, the rules make everything. You just get a hippo to run out of the ring real easy. Whereas a bear is not going to run out. He'll pin you. Yeah, I don't know. I, the bear might also just get, you know, kind of scared from all the spectators. And Oh, well, spectators make a huge difference. Then, then you definitely want like a tiger. Uh, Is this a cage match now? Because we have spectators that we don't want to hurt. No, I think the PETA people would be all over you putting animals in the cages. I, well, oh, now we're bringing PETA into it. Maybe they're the refs. PETA's going to get into it. <laughs> you know they are. They're going to bring us down for just talking about it. Yeah. Okay, anyway. back to back to what we were talking about. Actually, let's not even talk about the NFL right anymore. Let's just know that the Chiefs won. It's Chiefs, Eagles in the Super Bowl, which we will talk about next week on this show. We'll have a special fully dedicated to a show about the WWF versus the WWF. Oh, nope, sorry. Full show dedicated to the Super Bowl next week, same time. Um, now let's talk about some of the things that are happening off the field. Sean Payton is the official coach of the Denver Broncos as of yesterday, today. Don't know, but it happened yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so essentially they give up a first round pick and a second round pick to the Saints. So they've given up three first round picks for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Both of them haven't been in Sean Payton hasn't been to a Super Bowl in 13 seasons. Russell Wilson hasn't been to a Super Bowl in eight. Um do you think this is going to work out well? Everything rests on their shoulders. I I don't think it's going to work out well. I don't think – I think Sean Payne's a great coach. I don't think Russell Wilson has the the leadership quality right now. I don't think he has the faith of the, the following in the locker room. Maybe all that can change in the offseason, but – I don't see why it would, you know, maybe another season there. Yeah. They could get some things moving together, but they were so far from being good this year. Yeah. It's not like they were just, you know, like it's, it wasn't clicking. They're like Detroit a few years ago where they're a terrible team and you need a few years to start getting it going. I don't know why you had to shit on Detroit like that. (laughs) 
out of all things, I don't know why you had to bring Detroit into that situation. Well, if Detroit's good now, that doesn't that, that doesn't make me feel better about the past. Did, Why are you bringing up exes like that? Didn't, didn't you once watch them lose sixteen games in a row in the in the stadium? Yeah, eight, in, eight the stadium. in the stadium, eight in the stadium, eight, in eight the stadium. outside the stadium. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, so I mean, those uh, are just the facts. Like, I, I like them too, but well, the problem the problem for great. Denver is they it is on it is solely on the shoulders of those two people. Now Denver has the offense; they have the um. Javante Williams as a running back, they've got two really good wide receivers, Jerry Judy um, and Sutton. They who had abysmal seasons this year. Oh well, uh, it's because their quarterback is horrible. So, but they have him next year. What's going to so, change? That's what I mean. Is Sean Payton's going to come up with a good plan. That's the only hope they have. The only hope that they have is that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson love each other. Because that's the only—I think that's the only way you get Russell Wilson to play football now, instead of just try to be some type of um, celebrity—is that you you have to have him like the coach. So, I don't know. I I I don't have any faith in it happening, but who knows? It just seems that you're mortgaging the future for right now, when I don't think the right now is there. I agree. Um. Okay, we're gonna let's talk about the Pro Bowl week coming up. But just so you know, we have a merch. We have merch. This episode is technically brought to us by the Ordinary Podcasting Network's merch store. Um, we even have <laughs> running down the clock merch. So if you want to buy anything Ordinary Podcast, including our merch, just says running down the clock and a bunch of hats and shirts. You can find that and more by visiting ordinarypodcasts.com. That was r- rough to get through first time reading that. That was very rough. We should practice that a little more. Now, what do you think about the Pro Bowl at all? Like, I, it's one of the silliest things. Just, I understand the, you know, the, it, it's an honor to be selected, but people turn it down. There, a lot of people turn it down. There's a whole list of people that have decided not to go. There's people in the game that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Okay. I'm just looking at a couple of these. Tyler Huntley. Shouldn't be there. Now, Trevor Lawrence is a replacement. Derek Carr. Who got benched because he wasn't good enough. Is in the Pro Bowl as AFC. Yeah. Quarterback. Now, the running backs are good. You got Henry Jacobs, Nick Chubb. Yep, those are solid picks. Your fullback, there's not a lot of fullbacks to pick from. No. Each not very familiar with Patrick Ricard, but I'm going to give it to him just because I can't name that many fullbacks. Your wide receivers are pretty obvious. All Hill, Diggs, Adams, Chase, all, yep, bang yeah. bang on. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews, Dawson Knox. Yep. Sure. Knox is a replacement. Who's your replacement for? He's replacing Kelsey because Super Kelsey Bowl players Super won't play. Bowl, yeah. yeah. Um, and then offensive tackles, defensive tackles, blah, 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 centers, all that stuff. Um, it's basically you only care about the offensive players, right? Like as names. Yeah. But even in the game, the defensive players can't be themselves. No, you can't knock guys out. But there, it's like, I think it's a flag football game now. The most important. The most interesting thing about it is the competitions that are happening like the Saturday or the Sunday. 
And we'll get into those in a second. Let's just go through some of the NFC guys. Um, Jalen Hurts won't be playing because he's going to the Super Bowl. But come on, like, are you excited about these names? Are you excited about Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff? Like, as quarterbacks of the NFC, like, isn't there more interesting guys out there? Not really. In the NFC, the NFC didn't really have the best players. Like, teams were making it with terrible records. Sure, but wouldn't you rather see, like, Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins? Yeah. He's just... I think I get it though. You give it to a guy with 13 wins over the guy who had a losing season. But the guy with 13 wins was doing everything to make them lose. I know and I get it. It's, but he's still statistically, he's got stats, but it shouldn't be the most exciting guys. The most ones you're excited to see. I don't know. The, the QBs in the pro bowl selection are the ones that are, this don't sit right. Like the running backs, it seems like they're on par again with Barkley Pollard. He won't be playing. Uh, Sanders won't be playing. Miles Sanders won't be playing because he's in the Super Bowl. So Christian McCaffrey's in there. Saquon Barkley is in there twice on the list I'm looking at, which is crazy. Dalvin Cook is in there. So they hit them. They hit the right names with that. Kyle Juszczyk, fullback. Well, yes. Back up for a sec. The Christian McCaffrey one. Was Miles Sanders that much better than McCaffrey? No, McCaffrey's way better than Miles Sanders. Yeah, because he's his replacement. Yeah. I know. I don't. I, this is why the Pro Bowl doesn't make any sense. No, I don't always get it. You know, it seems like there's a lot of random guys that always make the Pro Bowl that I wouldn't have gotten. But yeah, the wide receivers are right though. Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown's going to the Super Bowl, so he's replaced with Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, CD Lamb's going, and Scary Terry McLaurin. Tight ends: George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson. All makes sense, and then the, all the defensive and offensive line players. Now, this is the cool thing about the Pro Bowl. Um, I don't care about the. 11 on 11 or the seven on seven flag football match. It doesn't do you care about that? I don't care about that. No, I'm not going to watch a flag football match. No, but so here's some of the cool events they have. The first event I believe is dodgeball. So it's the AFC offense versus the AFC defense. That sounds good. And then the winner of that moves on to play the winner of the NFC offense versus, versus the NFC defense. That sounds fun. That's great. How many no. guys, how many on the court at a time do we know? I think all players start on. Perfect. So it must be the size of it, like the length or width of a field. Right. Like, it's a not lot. like a five it's on five. Totally, no. It, from what I read, I believe it's all players, which makes it super cool. But that's chaos. Um, and I think each, like, there's a bunch of events. Each event, there's like three points or something like that. So the next event is called the lightning round. 16 players will be selected to compete from each conference in a three-part elimination challenge. Now, at the end of the, the third part, it's just going to leave one player left from each conference. The first event is called Splash Catch. Um, so basically, everyone pairs up, and they throw a water balloon. Sounds like a carnival forth. ride. It does, 100%. Uh, they each throw a water balloon back and forth, and if you successfully and then you have to keep moving further and further back every time you throw it so you survive you survive to the next round as long as your balloon doesn't blow up (laughs) now back on today's theme which team is getting the ultra double thick rubber balloon and which team is getting the super thin you know water balloon (laughs) explodes on impact right after the splash catch round the second event is called high stakes and i guess 
the whoever's left of the competition has to catch punts from a jugs machine. If you don't know what a jugs machine is, it's two spinning trolleys that throw a ball up way high in the air. So I'm not sure if you have to catch like seven at a time or like without dropping the ball, which we've seen done earlier this year, or it's just whatever team can catch the most or whatever player catches the most continues. It might be whatever player catches the most continues because the third event is one-on-one called thrill of the spill. So I guess there's (laughs) the NFC player is throwing at targets that are above the opposite team's coach which is Peyton and Eli Manning. And the first one to hit the target and pour water over the coach wins the game. So just an added fun, I guess, by having the coaches sit underneath it. Can I already predict it's going to be Peyton that gets wet? Why? Just because I feel like between those two, little brother somehow always like gets that little victory, not by his own ability, just, you know, like he's, it just works out for little brother that, you know, like Peyton pays the price, right? I'm sure Peyton was always holding the flashlight, helping dad. And Eli got to sit on the couch and eat chips and, you know. <laughs> so, okay, wait, if we had to predict, you still have the rosters in front of you, the AFC, NFC yeah. rosters. Okay. If we had to predict based on the throwing the water balloon, catching the, from the jugs machine and then throwing at the targets, who do you think the player so win is? Which players are doing the, uh, the egg toss? With the water, so it's everyone. Each side is going to start sixteen players. They haven't chosen yet, but all players compete in the first event, and then the limited weight, eliminated ones won't compete, and so far and so forth. So you just had to randomly choose one. So I think the guys that are going to be the best of that maybe like Devontae or Jamar Chase, Jefferson. So Devontae Adams or Jamar Chase, sweetest hands. Okay, maybe Diggs. I think one of those like so top tier wide, wide So you're thinking wide receivers. I think, yeah, they just got the softer hands of just being able to follow that thing and just cr- cradle it as it goes by and just grab all its inertia and transfer it back the other way. Because you wanted to explode. You, you're you on your team or you're against your team. Like you wanted to explode on the no, other you guy, don't, but you, you want to go the distance. You don't want, like in the first part, the splash event, you don't want the balloon to pop at all. Yeah, so I think if you could put like two of your top wide receivers together, they just got well, soft hands. Sure. So I would think the outlier in this, and I'm this is the player I'm choosing, specifically because you need that all-around guy, that X factor. This yeah. might actually be the reason why Tyler Huntley is in the Pro Bowl. For he's an gonna throw it. Yeah, he's, gonna, he's probably going to have the best hand or best hand to throw the ball. He's going to be the softest throw. And he probably catch Jugs Machine. I don't know what the I don't know what the game is, but then he's gonna have the best uh, aim at the targets above the opposite coaches. I don't know. I feel like the quarterback's not gonna be good at this because this is like well, a he's soft- not a quarterback. He's not a he's not really a quarterback. He shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like he's just gonna you know like shovel pass it into the guy's chest, pops first fucking go. <laughs> this turn around like I don't know what was the play. I don't know what the play was. What was the play? Yeah. Um, okay, so the second event, um, or the third event, sorry, longest drive. This is a golf event. Four players from each conference will be selected. Three swings, furthest ball within boundaries, um, left oh. or right wins. If you had to choose anybody based on zero, uh, some sort of defensive tackle is winning that one. Guy who's they, just, yeah, all back in arms. Who do we got here? Yeah, that could be like Miles Garrett. 
I feel like he could just crush it. Khalil they Mack. Gotta, they got to have a swing. No, Sorry? You got to have some type of swing. You can't just go in there and you got to hit the ball like perfectly in the middle of the driver to get it go far. Not necessarily. You can shank it 400 yards. That's true. Yeah, not, not true. It, it's not straight. It's not the straight drive competition. No, but it has to stay within. It has to stay within a certain oh. distance, left and right. Ooh, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one to Tyler I Huntley. Think... Tyler Huntley. <laughs> I hope he wins all of these. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this one to. It won't be a running back. Derek Carr takes this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm being very favorable with the QBs in this. Um, okay, so the next one's presented by Madden Sports. Um, not not our merch store, but Madden Sports. Um, each QB will battle it out in accuracy. So every QB from the team will battle it out in that uh, in an accuracy accuracy competition. One minute, as many targets as possible. Ten targets. Some are moving. There's a long toss bucket that's sixty yards away. Who do you think the favorite in this would be? I know for a fact it is not Tyler Huntley. So explain this one again. What's happening? So basically, there's targets that are going to be moving around the field, and you have one. Oh, the each, classic. This is the classic one. The classic one. The one that. Yeah. Like yeah, the one oh. that everybody knows. The one that's the reason you watch. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This could be actually a Trevor Lawrence. Or who's on the NFC side? I, know I like Trevor is. Lawrence for this one. I got Jared Goff. Yeah. My guy. I got Jared Goff one in this one. Accuracy, Jared Goff, hand in hand. Easy. Sure. Uh, Goff okay, so the, yeah, I can see the one. Now, I'm going back on my uh, longest drive one. Oh, I'm taking my wild card, Derwin James. I feel wild like he's got strength and athleticism. I feel like that guy can hit a hit a good golf ball. All right. I just the only reason I chose Derek Carr is because he plays in Vegas, where I know there's a lot of golf courses, and probably likes golf. Yeah, that's all. I got. You're going. You're just going for brute force. Just no accuracy. Like, I think the best. I think they're going to choose the best golfers. I don't think they're going to choose the biggest, strongest guy. Or maybe they choose yeah, two. The golfers. biggest, strongest guy that can hit a golf ball. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You never know, like. Uh, but have Quinn, you ever seen those like? Quinn Williams might just be like a top tier golfer. We don't know. That's what it means. We don't know. But have you ever seen those super built guys that are at the gym all the time, and then you, they go to the beach and try to throw a football and they look like idiots? You ever see those guys? Technique, yeah. That's what I mean. Technique is everything. Technique is everything, but I mean, if technique's they have the name technique, of the game, if they have the technique, one of these just guys who are, you know, they weigh three hundred pounds and two hundred of those pounds are muscle. Are gonna outdrive the guy who's two hundred pounds. I agree. Period. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sure there's one of these offensive linemen, or sorry, defensive uh, defensive linemen, or like a, you know strong safety like Derwin James that knows how to golf. Yeah, one of them does. I mean, this guy. I I feel like half these guys should know how to golf. Yeah, but what do he I know? Golf athletes like golf. Yeah. That's the last way to get away from being an athlete. Um, okay, the next one is best catch. This one's a little weird to me. Two players from each conference. So What's not all wide receivers, just two players from each conference. Now, the first round is Thursday night, so the night that this airs. 
they're going to showcase their best receptions in highlight reels around Vegas. So I guess they go out and make catches within Vegas and then fans vote Friday, Saturday about who they think should move forward. I know this weird sounds... and dumb. It's just edited. You can do whatever you no, want. It just, it, it sounds like you're just hoping a guy gets injured trying to backflip catch over a moving car. So I, you that's, know, exactly, what's... that's exactly what's going to happen is weird stunts like that, where it's more visually pleasing than it is actually catch difficulty. Um. Anyway, so the fans will vote. Top vote getters move to Sunday, which is a head-to-head, um, kind of like a dunk contest style. They'll bring in some celebrity judges, and then they'll do like catches on the field that they think is highlight real worthy. Those will be more interesting than I think the the actual highlight reels around Vegas will be because they're actually catches on a football field that you can make. I think I got to say this about this whole thing. They peaked at dodgeball and they've lost <laughs> me since. Like dodgeball sounded great. Just have a big dodgeball tournament. I actually think that the the throwing competition is the most traditional, therefore the most exciting. It is, but I mean, I've seen it done. Like it's never, sure, it's but fun. it can be cool, but I don't care yeah. that much. Do you care? I've never gone stuff? out. Of, I've never gone out of my way to watch. If I'm flipping through the channels randomly, and I don't really flip through channels anymore in today's on video on demand uh, society, I might have stopped and watched it, but I never went out of my way to watch the throwing competition of the skills comp. I like the race; they had the fastest guys. Yeah, they should do that. They should go back to that. Just running the race. See who the fastest guy in the forty years. I recall. My money's on Hill. I well, he lost to uh, whoever it was last year. That's wrong. Didn't he get fifth? Didn't he get fifth place? Yeah, didn't try. That was his chance. Anyways, next <laughs> next event, Gridiron Gauntlet. Six players each conference compete in a relay race. Four-part gauntlet, 40 yards each part. Includes a series of breakaway walls, climbing over walls, under tables, a tile run, I don't know what that is, and a block sled carrying a legend. So I think that this actually bodes well for running backs, like guys like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, um, and tight ends, like your Mark Andrews type. Um, because it's you have to have physical and you have to be physically demanding and speed. I think that's I think there's a running back tight end. Yeah, a cornerback might be able to. Nah. There's a lot of agility. Those guys have got a lot of agility. They do have a lot of agility, but you have to carry a guy into the end zone or something like that. Yeah, I think Derwin James will be the only one carrying a guy. But you uh, love Derwin James. You love him. No, I just he's, I think he's he's the strongest guy out there. Remember when he dump tackled Kelsey? Uh, this year, yeah, I do actually. That was a great hit. So that's what I mean. He showed he's he can carry one, a guy. Only one to do it. Yeah, he can carry a guy. Right, uh, sold me. You sold more, me. more and more. This is just sounding like remember when you were in elementary school and you had sports day. You had the potato sack raisin, like you know, you yeah. got the little um, ice cream <laughs> ice cream tub lids, and you know, you got Derrick Henry putting ice cream the lids in front of uh, Nick Chubb or something so he can step in front of them and keep going. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it sounded like. It just sounded like a uh, an NFL sports day. They're going to get a fudgesicle and a hot dog at the end of this. <laughs> they got to guess how many chocolates are in the jar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's two events left. This next one I actually think is the only one that, besides the um, accuracy quarterback one, is the one that's most related to football and could actually be the most interesting one, and it's called kick-tack-toe. So essentially, the kickers are playing tic-tac-toe within the uprights. 
that actually has a lot of skill involved with it. I want to see a non-kicker compete with the kickers on these. I feel like they will do just as well, if not better. No, they won't. There's <laughs> a reason that there's NFL kickers out there and not NFL kickers. The only person I've known like watching football is um, the guy from the Chiefs this year that was able to do it a couple times and Chad Ochocinco, who was a great kicker um, as a wide receiver. And then the last event he is was a soccer player. That's why. 100%. Yeah, he was. Um, the last event is called Move the Chains. Oh, boy, this one's dumb. The refs, refs are winning that one. Yeah. <laughs> the refs are winning the Super Bowl. They're not winning the Pro Bowl. Um, move the Chains, four teams, two from each conference. Will is it tug of war? It's, they're pulling a weighted wall. So each team has five players. Each of the two teams on each conference have five players. They have to move a wall 10 yards the fastest. Wow, this has got to be an offensive all, line. All this offensive, is- defensive line players, 100%. Yeah. So your Miles Garrett's, your Max Crosby's. Um, what about your big boys, your offensive linemen? Yeah, I'm looking for names. So like Trent Williams. I don't know any of Tristan Wirfs, Panay Sewell from the Lions. It'll be those guys for sure. Yeah. It'll be those guys for sure. But as far as the game, the 11-11 or the 7-on-7 game, I don't care about that. I don't so know if I'll be watching this. Skills stuff. comp on Saturday, the game on Sunday? Is that what they're I doing? I think so. I don't know for sure, but because I don't care that much about the skills competition. It's like, I'll, it'll be cool to see who won, but I don't know. I'll tune in if I'm not doing anything and I remember it's on, but I can't see myself getting excited about this. All all-star well, games totally don't, don't yeah. really mean anything. No, they mean nothing. And that's the problem. Baseball hasn't figured out at least with one little meaning to their base, uh, their all-star game. Yeah. You know, at least it counts for something. Even if no player in the all-star game goes to the world series. Yeah. But. And uh, the NHL kind of has a, like they're going towards the right play where it's three on three, which is very exciting hockey, but I don't know. NFL just stop it or do something else. I don't know. They're yeah, trying. They're, they're trying. trying. I'll give them that. They're trying. Same with the NBA. They're trying like the NBA one just got ridiculous where there was nothing on defense. It was just, you know, lobs going back and forth both ways and yeah. just turning into just nothing, right? Like nothing entertaining. No yeah. effort. But um, okay. I think that's the show this week. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what else to say. That's all we got. And try this again. I can say this episode of Running Down the Clock is presented by the Ordinary Podcast Network's merch store. Hey, Puya, did you know that not only does the network have a merch store on their website, but they also have a Running Down the Clock merch? No way. Yeah. Just go on over to OrdinaryPodcast.com and buy yourself a Running Down the Clock hat or T-shirt and support us. Now, if I'm under 18, do I have to ask my parents for permission? No. Use their credit card. Take it out of their purse or wallet and just ring it on up. Buy as many hats and shirts as you can for you and your friends. I think we just got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We will be back for a Super Bowl special next week. If you could put up with us this week. Thank you for listening. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.